Oh, you, Father, we just praise your name. We glorify you. Have your way in this moment. Send the prophetic release and the prophetic mantles and the prophetic wisdoms and prophetic insight concerning your word. Meet us in this moment. Give us a divine encounter. In Jesus' name, send overflow. Send abundance. We trust your hand of providential, your sovereign hand, hand of providence, your hand of grace, your hand of blessings be upon us tonight. As we got ourselves in this place to hear what it is you have to say, we thank you, Father. We bless you. Glorify your name. Forgive us of sin, Lord. Cleanse us now. Use this moment to edify somebody's life. Use this moment to edify somebody's heart. Let somebody have a change of mind after this broadcast tonight. And we're thankful. We're careful to give you praise, honor, and glory. Come on, share that stream. Praise the Lord. If you know anybody dealing with hurt, bitterness, or grief, I want you to share this video with them. If that's you, I want you to stay tuned and to listen closely what the Lord is going to speak into your heart tonight. Father, we just thank you. Let your will be done in this moment. Bless every uh, aspect of social media, those that are linked in, via YouTube, Facebook, and all other streams. In Jesus' name, we thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you for the open formed against us shall be able to prosper. We thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy is clearly with us. And so it is Jesus, it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Why don't you take a moment and just give the Lord glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, we just bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to hold this weight and I'll explain why later. But I want to just hold it for now. In 2019, the prophetic expression went forth that 2020 would be the year of clarity and 2020 vision. And it has been nothing short of that. For surely we have seen some things much clearer than we saw them last year. We have seen a global health pandemic claim over 117,000 lives and counting uh, in the last four months. We've seen global protesting and rioting in response to police brutality and systematic racism, launching a reform of policing in America and as citizens demanding another look at the issues stemming from oppression and the unwarranted stigmas and covert agendas plaguing our society. While we mobilize to vote, the dialogue has been initiated and senators, congressmen and congresswomen and governors take their place to make the necessary steps to move us forward. It is the plight of the entire quorum of the five-fold ministry to listen and like Moses give direction leadership and to remind you of the word of God in trying times. It's up to people like me to bring a sense of balance, stability and understanding, and to warn of the dangers, snares and challenges while they are yet afar off. People are growing more and more restless, impatient and agitated by the day. And if we keep down this road, we will have a culture and society spiraling out of control. We must begin to have some hard conversations and begin unpacking years of forgotten weight that have been thrown in the attic and left untouched. While, we, while prayers are going and conversations are taking place, we must take an internal inventory of our respective lives and deal with our personal introspective matters, lest we allow them to control the narrative of who we are. Contrary to popular belief, you are not what you went through and your frustration regarding your situation does not alter your determination and your destination. I'll say that again. 
The frustration regarding your situation does not alter your determination or your destination. And from the ashes, the phoenix will arise. Pandemic plus protests equals progress. We're in the middle of an extreme climate change, not only with Earth's climate, but the cultural societal climate. Climate, the prevailing trend of public opinion or of another aspect of public life. The political climate of the day is changing. The economic climate of the day is changing. Once a thriving economy has turned to mass unemployment and companies need to be bailed out in the social climate. We are seeing changes that were hard to imagine would change anytime soon or even in our lifetime. Even something as recent as the name of Aunt Jemima is about to change. The name is about to change due to underlying meanings of slang, which is a term for female Uncle Tom, Aunt Jemima syrup, who not only cook for food, not only cook food, but perform favors for the slave master. Even age old institutions and ideologies are changing. In this current climate, you cannot resist the change. The current climate is suitable for progress, change and advancement. The climate is conducive for a comeback. How many folks are ready for a comeback? The time is right for you to identify the changes you should make in your own life and let go of the sin and the weight that so easily besets you. The Bible says the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. But we know that what it's going to be very difficult to run this marathon of life carrying weight. We have to deal with the weight and get rid of it. Pound after pound, which leads me to the text in Hebrews chapter 12. Go there with me. In Hebrews chapter 12, I want to begin reading at verse number one. I want to read verses one and two. And the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Same verse in the Amplified, watch this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight, stripping off every unnecessary weight, and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. We have to begin asking ourselves the question, am I okay? I'm going to sit this down because it's starting to get heavy. People are being killed every day. Am I okay? Protest is happening in our cities as we speak. Am I okay? People are hurting. People are bitter. Dealing with so much pain that it becomes grief. The fact that the fact that the matter is, it's okay not to be okay. God has feelings too. Moses had feelings. David had feelings. Jesus had feelings. It's okay to have feelings and emotion. 
Just don't let those feelings and emotions have the last say. Have you placed your issues, fears, concerns, and cares on the altar? Are you smiling on the outside but crying on the inside? Are you paralyzed in the trauma? Are you at a place where you're too hurt to help? The scripture says laying down every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. The word beset is to entangle and surround. Surely we've been surrounded by the racial dogmas, the philosophies, the hatred, the venom, the poison insistent on keeping up people beneath you while lifting up another. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your cares on him, for he cares for you. I found out that it's never too late or too early to cast your cares. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, regardless of your ethnicity and your socioeconomic background, begin to just cast your cares. Doesn't matter what you faced in life, just give it to the Lord. He can handle it. Cast your cares. As a nation and as a people, we need to cast our cares and cry out to God. Isn't it something how the dentist or the doctor will numb you so that you don't feel the severity of pain of a procedure? Could it be that there are folks in your circle or in your family who are damaged internally and lugging weight when they don't have to? It's one thing to be strong. It's another thing to be numb. Cast your cares. If unnecessary weight is left unchecked, it can cause us to lose focus on God. Cast your cares. We need to recognize the heaviness of what we might be carrying and lay them before God. Cast your cares. If we don't, those things will threaten to send our lives spinning out of control. Cast your cares. Frederick Douglass, one of the great thinkers, being a former slave, said, it is easier to build a strong children than it is to repair broken men. I want to specifically deal with three designations of emotional weight tonight. Hurt, bitterness, and grief. Hurt, bitterness, and grief. What is hurt? It's a change in the way you think than what you used to think in your past based on some circumstances or based on situations. Emotions vary from person to person, even though the circumstances could be the same. You need to treat emotional pain as importantly as you would physical pain. Hurt leads to bitterness. What is bitterness, you might ask? It's defined as the desire to make someone else suffer for your pain. A bitter person might spew their inner hurt and anger by saying and doing things that hurt the feelings of others, exhibiting ruthless verbal and emotional cruelty. Bitterness causes you to marinate in victimhood and anger. Listen to this. It causes you to marinate in victimhood and anger, making most anyone who crosses you pay for your disappointment. Bitterness leads to grief. What is grief? Grief is a boiling point that includes anger, guilt, anxiety, sadness, and despair. Let us begin to deal with the psycho-spiritual, now that I've set the groundwork with those definitions. Psycho-spiritual growth is defined as the structural development of psychological growth, together with or followed by the direction of spiritual growth. Both Christian spirituality and psychotherapy involve the removal of self-centeredness, taking you out of the equation, taking me out of the equation, the me, the my, the I, when we really don't own anything at all. We came into this world with nothing, and with nothing we shall leave. Could it be that we are so impacted 
by our stuff that it becomes challenging to be considerate of others? Or could it be that we are so enamored with being stuck in our own thoughts, feelings, and emotions that we cannot effectively administer the love of Christ to other individuals? What is psychotherapy? Psychotherapy refers to a range of treatments that can help with mental health problems, emotional challenges, and some psychiatric disorders. It aims to enable patients or clients to understand their feelings and what makes them feel positive, anxious, or depressed. Spiritual therapy now is a form of counseling that attempts to treat a person's soul, not your mind, but your soul, by accessing individual belief systems and using that faith in a higher power to explore areas of conflict in life. It is a method of understanding how the realm of the spirit through the power of God's spirit can impact our total being. There are some things, and hear me when I say this, that if they are dealt with appropriately in the realm of the spirit, it would cancel not all but some of what we are dealing with in the psychological and in the emotional realms. I'll say that again. If you were to begin to take authority over some things in the realm of the spirit, maybe, it might be that you would not have as many physical, emotional, and mental ramifications based on what you went through if you were to take authority over it in the name of Jesus and by using the word of God and the power of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are specific groups of people, including those of African descent like me, who need psychotherapy due to having to stomach trauma after trauma after trauma. Yet on the flip side, if we as a nation and as a world in concert took the correct spiritual authority over the false, evil, hateful, and diabolical concepts and constructs such as racism and earnestly repented, then we could put an end to the trauma and the issues that plagues those groups of people as a result of the trauma, as well as the pain, the suffering, and the distress, and gives us a chance to unify to start the healing process. Two scriptures to count it all right here. Ephesians chapter 12, chapter 6, verse 12. I want to read it in the Amplified. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Hear me now. It's not against people. It's against spirits contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Who are you fighting? You're not fighting people. You are fighting what's going on in the spiritual supernatural realm. You are not fighting people. You are fighting what is going on in the spiritual supernatural realm. Understand that. Understand that you are not fighting against people but demonic influences. You're not fighting against people but subtleties, lies, spirits of division and discord that want to separate us. Spirits of manipulation and control. Spirits of pride. Spirits of murder. Spirits of, of, of worldliness, carnality, stuff that is completely and utterly anti-God. That's what you are fighting against, people of God. I want to catalog another scripture right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Back into the King James. It says, casting down imaginations. Wow. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Verbatim, literally. The word of God gives us a directive to take absolute and complete authority 
over what you allow to foster, what you allow to rewind and play over and over again, what you allow to reside in your mind. Take a moment now and just take authority over some things in your mind. Some things you've been thinking that you know aren't godly. Some things that you might be getting ready to act on that you know aren't of the Lord, aren't in the word, are contrary to your divine purpose and calling. Begin to take authority over those things. I take authority right now over this thought. I take authority right now over this action. I take authority right now over this particular thing. In Jesus' name, and I cast that thought down. And it must come down to the obedience of Christ. Sometimes you just got to stop and cast down the thoughts. Are you with me? When was the last time you took authority over a thought? When was the last time you stopped yourself from doing something drastic? When was the last time you stopped someone from dumping their emotional baggage on you? Wow. When was the last time you walked away from something or someone in order to protect the peace that's in your spirit or the peace that's in your house? Hmm? When was the last time you yielded to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Valuable questions. What is psychoparalysis? Now, some of y'all are going to need to take notes and maybe save this video and go back and look at it again. <clears throat> psychoparalysis is, some, it is sometimes applied to patients who present with neurological symptoms such as numbness, blindness, paralysis. Here we go. Fits, fits of rage, which are not consistent with a well-established organic cause, which cause significant distress and can be traced back to a psychological trigger. A psychological trigger. What is a psychological trigger? Something that sets you off. <laughs> psychological trigger. What was it that set you off? What was it? that took your innocence? What was it that led you down that path? What was it that took you over the edge? Those are psychological triggers. You must recognize what your psychological triggers are, pray, and protect yourself against anything or anyone attempting to pull those triggers. Another scripture, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 in the Amplified. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, my God, will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. Philippians 1 and 6, if you want to go back and read that in your spare time. So we can infer that it's not only God's intention, but it's literally his design, his game plan for you and I to be refined and honed so that you have the authority over your life and not your life having the final authority over you. I'm going to say that again. It's God's design and game plan for us to be refined and honed so that you have the thought authority over your life and not your life having the final authority over you. Life will deal you jab after jab. Some of y'all in the ring right now, uppercuts, hooks with burdens, circumstances, trials. Yet and still, we have to make a decision to discipline ourselves to be focused and determined to be led by the Spirit. Declare this out loud. Father, complete your work in me. Come on, say it again. Father, complete your work in me. Four points. I want to bring this to a close. Point one, you were never designed to house extensive hurt, pain, bitterness, anger, frustration, fear, disappointment, toxicity, depression, and or negativity. But you were created to house joy, peace, love, and a sound mind. You were created to house 
love, joy, peace, and a sound mind. Say it with me. Love, joy, peace, and a sound mind. The word sound means a sensible, rational, reasonable, sane mind. So when you talk about a sound mind, that's what it means. Sensible, rational, reasonable, and sane. If somebody's irrational, it's not a sound mind. If somebody's unreasonable, it's not a sound mind. Okay? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Another scripture. Amplified. For God did not give us, y'all know the rest of this one, a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. My God, I feel the anointing now. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment or sound mind and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Self-control. What are you going to do when you get angry? Can you control it? What are you going to do when you get disappointed? Can you control it? What are you going to do when you have pain and you have hurt? Can you sit down somewhere and control it? 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, in the Amplified. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper, my God, and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. I'm going to read that again. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. Your soul is made up of your mind, your intellect, and your emotions. Your mind is made up of your your soul is made up of your mind, your intellect, and your emotions. So according to scripture, yes, it is God's desire for your life to succeed, prosper, and be in good health emotionally and mentally, as well as in the physical. Yes, health and wellness is important to your overall sanity. Yes, you must take breaks and get the proper rest. Yes, you need to drink more water. <laughs> That's me. Yes, you need to stop eating the wrong stuff. Huh? I'm going to dissect health and wellness later on in this series, but you got to stay tuned to this series because we're going to deal with some stuff that's causing you to go and fall and spiral out of control. It's one thing to feel a certain type of way. It's another thing to let that emotion fly out of control. It's one thing to be traumatized, but if you must find a place where you can vocalize your displeasure, if you are disappointed, voice it to someone close. Jesus was at the point of death. His humanity dealt with a range of emotions. He had never died before. He had lived 33 and a half years. I feel the anointing now. Preparing for this moment. The Bible says he began to sweat like great drops of blood. So he took Peter, James, and John, huh, the brothers of his inner circle, and he took them in his hour of need to the Garden of Gethsemane. It does not matter who you are. There will come a point in time where you're going to have to get something off your chest. And everyone is not equipped to handle you. My God. Everyone is not equipped to handle your anointing, to handle your calling, to handle who you are. There's only a few that can be in your intimate space. The example of Jesus says that you must have someone you can confide in. You can't let it stay inside. You have to let it out. Cry it out. And if you have to, shout it out. Point two. You must make the logical decision on whether you are going to be hurt or happy, <laughs> bitter or better, the spirit of grief or the garment of praise. Now, I want to talk about the spirit of grief for a second, understanding that when we lose someone in this life, it's natural, generally natural to grieve. But there's a such thing as the spirit of grief that I want to talk about. The Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness. Isaiah 61 and 3, to give unto them beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. A spirit of grief can gain access not just after the death of a loved one, hear me on this right here, but also from a series of disappointments, your heart being broken repeatedly, mm -hmm. the death of a dream from life taking an unexpected turn, a shattered relationship. All this stuff brings a spirit of grief. Your heart being battered and bruised from repeated attacks from the enemy. Wow. Anguish over long-term problems. A myriad of other discouraging, devastating, and damaging life events can bring you the spirit of heaviness or the spirit of grief. Enemy attacks with the spirit of grief in order to take the fight out of us. Hear me now in the spirit. He wants to take the fight out of you. There are a lot of people that are sitting now, right now, haven't been able to go to church. And so the enemy would try to attack you in this moment to cause all kinds of wayward and foul and anti-God anti thoughts. He wants to steal your joy. If he can steal you, he wants to just steal the fight out of your spiritual walk with the Lord. This is why it's imperative to not stay in that place for long periods of time. If you've been in that place, you can come out tonight. Hallelujah. I feel that in the spirit. If you are in that place where you have the spirit of grief, or the spirit of heaviness, you can come out of that place tonight. If you believe that you're dealing with that right now, we can get free. Let's get free right now. We cancel the spirit of grief and the spirit of heaviness right now. We command it to loose its hold off you now in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare healing, the healing hands of Jesus into your spiritual heart to perform spiritual heart surgery, healing open wounds, soothing over scar tissue, softening the hardness and the hardened places of your heart, tearing down the walls that you have built to protect yourself from future hurts, extracting any bitterness that is in your heart. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Father, to restore the, restore the joy of our salvation and give them joy unspeakable from this day forward. Psalm 147 and 3 says, He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. Psalm 51 and 12 says, Restore the joy of my salvation. If that's you, I want you to give God a praise right there. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of grief has no longer a foothold and no longer has a place in your life. I feel that in my spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the most powerful forces, point three, that can keep you from spinning out of control is love. The love of God is the reason for our very existence. What are the four components of love? One, loving kindness, offering joy and happiness, compassion, the intention and capacity to relive and transform suffering and lighten sorrows. Number three, joy, well-being, gratitude, peace, and contentment in the mind in the here and now. The four components of love. The fourth one is equanimity, non-attachment, non-discrimination, even-mindedness, or beginning to let some things simply go. God has not forgotten about you. Point four, my last point. God has not forgotten about you. Understand that you are constantly on the mind of God. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. You are on his mind. Leaning on the everlasting arms, safe and secure from all alarm. You are on his mind. 
Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness. You are on his mind. As I bring this to a close, there are weights that you've held on to for years. Now is the time when you begin to let go of all the stuff that was weighing you down. This is only a 10-pound weight. And so when I first picked it up, it wasn't that heavy. But the longer I held on to this weight, it started getting very heavy. And there has to come a point in time in your life where you have to start stripping yourself of the weight that you are carrying around. All the stuff that keeps you from praying. I hear you. All the unforgiveness and bitterness in your soul. You try to pray and can't pray. You try to worship and can't worship. You try to minister and it just doesn't happen. Matter of fact, you need ministry yourself. You're trying to help others and you need help yourself. You're trying to love, but you need love yourself. Let go of the weight. It's time to drop the weight and let it go. Today is the day of your breakthrough. No longer will you carry the guilt and pain of your past another second. It ends now. Lift your hands all over the... All those who are linked in, lift your hands. I feel in my spirit that there's some folks watching this thing and you've been weighted down for weeks, months, years. Decades. I want you to begin releasing it. Whatever it is that's been bottling you up, whatever took your praise, whatever took your worship, whatever took your prayer life, whatever took your hunger and your thirst for righteousness, took your desire for studying the Word of God, life just came at you, then it hit you. I understand. We're going through a lot right now. But we've got to begin to cry out to God. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive the sin and I'll heal the land. Have we truly repented as a nation? Well, guess what? You can start with yourself. Declare, I repent of all sin. Anything that I've said, thought, or done that was contrary to the will of God. I move now into my purpose. I move now into my destiny. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Begin to lay that weight down right now in the realm of the spirit. Begin to just start laying that weight down. Depression, bitterness, anxiety, fear, torment, grief, spirit of heaviness, Got into the place where you don't even like yourself. Got into the place where you don't, can't be around other people because you just don't know when you're going to break down again. Anxiety attacks, panic attacks, nervous breakdowns. The devil is a liar. I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. This too shall pass. Everybody linked in now. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for those that are linked in who have this couple of minutes to share the word of God as we deal with hurt, bitterness, grief, 
Thank you for understanding and clarity and wisdom concerning our lives, concerning our purpose, concerning who we are and what our purpose and plight is in this life. Father, I thank you that they've heard me, that the word of God has gone forth with, with power and authority in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray now that every yoke be destroyed by the power of your anointing. I decree and declare now that there's any standing in need of anything, God, that you've already provided, we ask it in the name of Jesus. I touch and agree. Those who need bodily healing, those who need emotional healing, those who need uh, uh, any type of healing, I declare it so now in Jesus' name. Be it so unto you according to your faith. Be it so unto you according to your word. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Bible says that Jesus sent his word and healed them. And so I send the word now to you that you might be healed, mind, body, soul, and spirit. That as you begin taking the weight off, that you're going to be able to run this race, laying aside every weight and the sin, whatever sin there might be, that's trying to entangle you, trying to surround you, so that you can't serve God with, with purpose and righteousness and with joy. Lay that sin down. Lay it down. Whatever the weight is, lay it down. You don't have to go into your tomorrow, which is Thursday, dealing with the same stuff you've been dealing with for the last one, two, three, five, ten years. It's over now. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together and give the Lord some glory. Hallelujah, for he is worthy of our praise. Those of you all who want to connect with this ministry, you might do so. You can follow us on Facebook at LCCIMD or LCCIMD.org for more information about who we are. If you want to sow a seed, you might do that today, tonight as well. It's on the screen. He that giveth, guess what? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And finally, if you don't know Jesus, today is your day. You can meet him today. Pray this prayer after me. Father, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe that you died and that you rose for me with all power in your hand. I'm no longer a sinner. I am a child of God, heir of God, joint heir with Jesus. Today, I'm saved. I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. That's you. I want you to get a Bible and join with us at Liberty Christian Church International so that we can teach you, train you, give you understanding concerning the Word of God and understanding and purpose of who you are and why you are. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for these few moments. I pray that you'll come back and join us again next week. We're going to be continuing the series, Out of Control. And I pray that you are blessed. Much love to you. God bless you. Come on, peace. Thank you.